Hi. Hi. I'm Kristen. And I'm Alex. And you're listening to Eat for Effort. Welcome. One and all. Everyone. In the world. Great. (laughs) So let's get right into social media. Let's do it because honestly, we have to and let's just rip it off like a band-aid. Guys, you're still not interacting with us. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Is it like, us? Is it, yeah, is it something we did because honestly, is it Kristen? I I feel you if it is. <laughs> I, that's how most of my life is. Yeah. It's I'm sorry. It's fine. Well, if you choose to interact with us and we really hope that you will, slash do it now, right now. Literally. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at @eforeffortpod. It's the same thing it's always been. Yeah. How about this? If we get 100,000 followers, we'll never slate this again. We'll stop right we'll now. We'll stop too. telling you our... We won't. We definitely We'll just won't. stop podcasting at that. <laughs> like, well, Do you want us to stop podcasting? It. I guess you all have to follow us on Instagram. Oh, man. That's tough. We won't. We'll never stop. You're stuck with us for the rest of your life. But seriously, interact with us also on Facebook. And again, if you want to send us an email, We've got an us. email. Tell us what you like, what you don't, anything. You have that option. E for effort podcast at gmail.com. Jinx. You owe me a soda. Just kidding. We've already drank like eight. I'm like totally jonesed on Coke Zero. Yeah. For the first time, I think we're like really, really just like Stone. amped up on on soda Yep. and not not wine. Nope. Which is kind of sad in a yeah. way. Kind of feels like we're betraying our brand. I'm not going to lie. I know. Weird. What can you do? Listen, there's only so much wine you can drink. No. No, that's, that's a lot. You can drink as much as you want. Anyways, we have a very special guest with us today. We do. Uh, this is our good friend, Michael. Hi, everyone. Michael Nowicki. Michael Nowicki. That's a name. It's a very Polish it's, name. It's a, it's good, a name. good name. It's a good name. Comes Strong. from a long lineage of Nowickis. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, yeah, my great-great-grandfather discovered Poland, so you're welcome. <laughs> that would be an awesome story. That would be so Funny cool. Funny enough, people Start constantly that ask me if I know, like, John Nowicki or Paul oh Nowicki. My- I've never met another Nowicki here in the States. Like, all of my Nowicki relatives and everybody that I've ever met with the last name Nowicki are back in the old country. Actually, speaking of last names, I'm not going to tell you mine either. However, we're Scottish, and um, each Scottish family, I guess... I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am. Have a tartan, and a tartan is like a, a design of plaid. It's like a, and we also have a crest, and we also have our own claymores per family, which is like a six foot tall sword. Anyways, we have all of those things in my family home, but I also have boots that have my tartan on them. They're plaid boots, and I'm very proud. Wait, really? Yeah. Did you get them specially made for you? No. Ralph Lauren chose my family's tartan really? on accident. Yeah. I have a make uh, Mac bag as well, makeup bag with my tartan as well. It's like a very common plaid, but it just so happens to belong to my family. Dude, that's awesome. The that's more you know. That's actually an amazing story, yeah. Thank you. I'm kind of jelly. I don't have a cool my... tartan. I almost gave his boots away, too. What? But... That's your tartan. I know. What were you thinking? I don't know. Clearly you weren't. I wasn't. So Michael works with us, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. We get to work on projects. Exactly. Um, So that's how we met. And I'm so glad that we did. We were just reminiscing earlier on how uh, we went from being very, very straightforward um, business colleagues to like actual friends. And I'm glad that we did. Best buds. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we frequently like 
have that reminiscing moment where we're like, you know what? I think when we first emailed each other, you were like really demanding something, and I thought oh, you like totally. hated me yeah. because I wasn't getting it. And like you, you said the same thing about me, and I'm like, uh, we were just trying to get stuff done, and then eventually totally. we kind of worked together in person over time. To, we like turned into way more than just just work. It was like friends. Yeah. And I feel like millennials as a generation, I'm speaking, I'm making a general sure. statement, but like, I feel like a lot of us are kind of more casual in the workplace. Definitely. So I feel like when we start work relationships, we feel like we have to be like hyper business-like, like, hello, good sir, comma. <laughs> it is nice to speak to you today, comma. And then all after the like, a co- right, like best wishes and right. then you sign it with your quill. I but actually like, do that with all of my texts. <laughs> you do? Every single person. And it fully yeah. annotated and marked. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you my do friends MLA really... formatting. <laughs> My friends always make fun of me for the amount of punctuation I have in my texts. And I have no idea why, but I just really have to punctuate nice. and have like proper clauses in my texts. It gets your point across better, and I appreciate that. I only use punctuation if I'm mad at you. If I ever put a period in our text message, we are in a fight. We are in a fight, <laughs> and you don't even know it. Like, Or it's not, not always, but like if I don't... I, DA teases me all the time. Every text I start, I say, ha ha. That's if true. I don't start my text with ha ha... I'm either not like in a good mood or we're in a fight. Then if I don't start my text with haha and I put a punctuation mark, you're dead to me. Then if I don't put LOL somewhere or a smiley face or an exclamation point, it's over. I was going to say every it's bad. every text I've ever received for the most part from Kristen has started with haha and ended with LOL. Yes, it's seriously cuz I hate that you can't portray how you're feeling via te- like right. some sometimes I feel like if it's just like if I send out if I sent Alex a text that was like, Hey, I need you to upload tonight's podcast um episode on Instagram. If I just sent her that, I feel like she'd be like, Wow, how dare you? Like you I'm not you you know, you're not the boss of me. I'm doing But if I'm like, ha ha, love you girl, can you do me a favor and upload tonight's episode on Instagram? <laughs> love you, you're the best, smiley face. You know that I like am not mad that's i'm also, not trying to boss you around I, yeah but i feel that's like you just you, as a woman yeah i feel like you <laughs> added like three additional paragraphs of random things in oh, there totally. for just know, a small but, request I know, but that's I how, feel, how feel, hard our anxiety runs our yeah. deep our anxiety runs that's really? how that's how deep those waters you need to text run. me more often i want to see this oh it's now oh, well now that i know that i'm going to try really hard. if i text you i'd be like hello michael period how's your day today question mark mine was great period does I that mean you're going to be angry at me because you're going to use question marks and periods I, oh, like, if I use a question mark, oh. my goal is to then have you text me something back that is not funny, but you're still in a good mood, and then you write ha ha. I say ha ha. She does. I legitimately respond to every text with ha ha. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I something somber, why. like my dog died, and you'd be like ha ha. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. I'm just, I'm gonna, it's like entrapment. Yes. Well, that's how it was when I first started emailing you because I remember it was like right, we were editing something. Yeah. And I, yeah. It was the first time I had seen it. So I had a lot of edits or right. suggestions, yeah, not yeah. suggestions, but like, no edits. You had edits. edits for him. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna hate me after no. this. I felt so bad. And now it's like, Michael, I hate this. Can we train, can we yeah. change out this? And right? then he emails back, haha, and ha-ha. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, like, if you think about it though, we met under the absolute worst circumstances yeah. for somebody to meet. It was like a deadline was looming yeah. and we needed to get something done and it had to be really good. And right. I think this is the first time that I had taken over that project. And it was the first time I had taken over the project. So we were both like really invested in it. Yeah. It was like, we, and we only communicated via email for like three months the first yep. time I ever knew you. Yep, so yep. then when I met you in person, when I like finally delivered the final videos, I was like, oh, like she's really cool in person. And like, you know, we're roughly the same age. I'm like, hey, we got along. And then it's like eventually it turned into like 
talking on the phone and then hanging out regularly and stuff. So yeah, we frequently have uh, midnight meetings yeah, via have, the phone. We had like a standing midnight phone call session. Like I think it was yeah. what it was like two years ago or something like that. Yeah. Where, like every single night we would just call each other at midnight and be like, all right, what updates do we have for each totally. other? On it was this very project. effective though. It was great. Yeah, for sure. It's if also- you call my house at midnight. I am, my ass is asleep, son. You can't, my there's ass is no, asleep. there is no midnight phone calls for, for me. Thank you kindly. Yeah, no. We, and then we would stay up a couple extra hours editing and, yeah, you know, no. working on more stuff. So that was like up till 4, 4 a.m., wake up after three hours, continue yeah. editing, working, doing stuff. Deadlines are rough sometimes yeah. in the film industry. I think that also helped us become such good friends, though. For sure. We had to like lean on each other to get it done. Yeah, for sure. And it worked out really well. It was like we we provided a stable place to not go insane for the both of us. <laughs> Serious. Serious. And they always you always produce great work. Like it's always phenomenal. Michael's oh, work is amazing. Top notch. Seriously, if you are in the Chicagoland area, if you're not in the Chicagoland area and you need a director, a producer, anything, definitely contact Michael. Yeah. He is the best and where do you, do you want to say where you work and yeah. give some do you want to plug any of your insta or your anything sure yeah i mean for our 30 listeners i guess do we we kind of do it in the middle do we do i save that to the end or something i don't know how do you guys yeah, do we do thing? it both we do it all the time yeah cool. we can do it now and we can do it later guys. yeah i mean just so just to give the quick overview um again i introduced myself michael Nowicki, but i'm a producer with 71 degrees north which is a commercial production company in chicago and uh we do Everything from commercials uh, through like big ad campaigns to indie films to short films to music videos. We've got like a roster of directors and one my title is technically producer. I am a man who wears many hats at the company. So I, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I produce, I direct, I edit, I shoot. I am like the Swiss army knife of this company. Like when That's a good way of putting it. They just like, they keep me around because they're like, uh, who's going to do, uh, Michael, go do Michael this. Do <laughs> Michael, just handle it. <laughs> Like, I literally have done, like, IT for us here and everything. I needed your help editing, like, a PDF the other day, too. So it's always nice when you're on hand for, you know, anything creative, anything artistic. You're mostly using me for my Creative Suite subscription. Always, yes. I totally understand. (laughs) I mean, listen. If you got to flaunt it. I mean, Alex called me and she's like, hey, you got that Creative Suite subscription? (laughs) I need it. He's joking, but it's not no, really he's, a big he's help. He's <laughs> such a big help. So, okay, so how did you get into the magnificent world of video production? Uh, so, I guess like just my background, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tell for myself, everything. I mean, for myself personally, like I didn't go to film school, uh, so I'm a little bit of a different path than most people get into. A lot of people go to film school, they meet some friends that they get on some shoots. And then they kind of work their way up through the ranks. And I uh, I went to business school. So I just got my degree in like business administration from Northern Illinois. And I didn't Shout quite... out Huskies. Huskies. Ooh, Greg's a Husky too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't actually even think that I'd work my way into the industry. I, I just kind of... I did other stuff. I worked like in corporate America immediately after college. But the entire time, I just always had like a passion for movies. Like I was that guy when I was really young when all my friends were like, did you see the new Schwarzenegger movie? And I was like 10. I'm like, have you guys seen the new Spielberg movie? (laughs) And then like in college, I was like, oh, I discovered this dude, Chris Cunningham, this like really obscure UK director that my friends were like, what the hell are you watching? And I just like followed guys like from that means. And I like always had a passion for like these art movies. But... Um, that was just kind of like me knowing that I wanted to do it, but I did, I don't live in Hollywood. I don't live in California. I live in Chicago. Like how the hell am I ever going to get in the film industry? And literally 
I would just make movies for fun with my friends on like a camera, DSLR, sometimes on a phone. I would go film myself on a snowboarding trip with my friends and just make it to like music and edit it and stuff. And people are like, dude, you're like pretty good at this. <laughs> you know, and somebody eventually was like, can you can you like film my band playing a show? Cool. So I did that. And then eventually that turned into like, can you do a music video? And then somebody was like, this is amazing. Would you mind filming this event for me or like this wedding or like, can you do a small thing for my company? Cause, uh, you know, like we want to get our name out there or something. So I literally did it for fun on the side, like sitting in my corporate job, America with a laptop right next to me. And like, I'd be editing my movies and when my boss would walk by, I'd like look away and start pretending like I'm doing <laughs> just work. Just typing nonsense right, words. Right. Yeah. But I was like straight up just doing this really for fun. Like yeah. I would just be doing it in the nice and e- evenings and uh, just because I thought it was kind of cool. And then eventually like I met some other people in the industry and they're like, hey, like I wasn't really good. Like I wasn't where I was more knowledgeable where I am now. Like if you look at my early stuff, it was, it was awful, but like I liked doing it. It was pretty good for somebody who would no training whatsoever on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, eventually I like, met some people and just kind of like, it's like the hustle at that point, you know, like I would just, I, I like when I left corporate America, I was almost 30 at the time. And you know, like when you're Gosh, 30, you're so old. right, right, right. <laughs> but like when, when you leave a job and like do a complete career change when you're like 30, you kind of want to get in somewhere like not in an entry level position. Right. You want to go wherever, but I just didn't care. Cause I was like, Hey, this is movies. Like, I get to go into something that I've always thought it was kind of cool. I just, like, didn't care. I swallowed my pride. I was literally, like, the lowest of the low totem, lowest totem pole for, like, several years. And I just wanted to, uh, like, learn stuff and be on film shoots and, like, be on TV shoots, be in movies. And uh, I don't know. Just kind of one of those things where eventually people saw what – that I'm pretty knowledgeable beyond what I was doing, <laughs> like, the go-get-coffee guy. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up, uh, yeah, like, working my way up and – it's kind of where I am now. That's how it's done, kids. Yeah. It's hard work. It's definitely <laughs> a tribute to the passion, though, that you have for filmmaking yeah. and storytelling. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it oh, clearly really shows nice. in your work. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, I mean, like, to me, it was, like, one of those things, you know, people always say, chase your dreams. And I didn't realize that filming was going to be, like, a dream of mine because I just yeah. didn't. It was, like, this pie-in-the-sky thing, like, how do you get to Hollywood? I don't feel like moving to Hollywood and, like, being a failure. But it was one of those things, like, I just kept doing stuff that I liked doing and right. somehow found a way to get like paid to do the things that I like doing and then eventually like make a career and job out of things that I would still be doing in my free time if I like if I was in corporate America right now I'd still be doing what I do right right now right just get paid for it well it's like when do you take a hobby and make it a career exactly it's like there's a very fine line between I'm good enough at this to do this for fun because I enjoy it and then when do I say Oh, I'm actually good enough at this that I can get paid for it, and I like that, so I'm gonna that do that. That will never be us with podcasts. <laughs> yeah, solid. We're podcast. gonna need more than thirty people to listen. That's for sure. Hey, you're at a thousand downloads, right? I Not yet, almost, almost. barely. We'll so get there downloads with you. some episodes of the podcast. Yeah, you tell <laughs> so him, Michael. Right. <laughs> you tell him just so that when this episode airs, he is right. I mean, but no, to your point about like being good enough at something that you enjoy doing, that you want to do it for pay or professionally. The mm-hmm. thing is, I to this day, still question whether I am in that position. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, when you like doing something, it's because you've seen things in that vein that um, is really good and you enjoy it. Like, I've seen movies, and I see movies that are amazing, and I, like, think that this is great, but I'm never there, and I'm still not there. Like, I don't... I can't... It's hard to judge yourself against, like, the highest tenure or highest part, you know, like... uh, highest uh, I guess goals of what people achieve right. within that field but it's like one of those things where you just kind of keep plugging along at it and maybe you won't get paid to do exactly what you want to do but 
um, eventually people just trust you with more and more. Right. Um, and to me, it was like, know. yeah, to me, it was never like a goal to get paid to do what I'm doing. It was just right. somebody give me an opportunity to do something cooler than I did before. Right. That's great. You know? That's so maybe good. you guys, I mean, you know, positive thinking. Maybe you won't be getting paid for E for F for pod- podcasting for the rest of your life. But hey, maybe you guys will be like news- newscasters or something, or oh. we'll find Alex on the sideline, like uh, talking about Aaron uh, Andrews. Yeah. That's her dream. Yeah. Talking about sports broadcasting sports. or something. Sports someday. someday. <laughs> Normally they kick the girls out. I think at thirty because they're too old. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Aaron Andrews. Just kidding. No, she's, she's way older. Yeah. She got no. that. That would be awesome. But so this job has kind of afforded you interesting opportunities in that we were saying like music videos, everything. Yeah. Um, but it's also the, afforded you the opportunity to travel and different things like that. Right, so, right. Um, what has been or what are some of the coolest projects that you've worked on outside um, of what we we do that you yeah. can get there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've gotten onto all kinds of different projects. Like um, it just kind of depends on the project and a lot of the times it's just the people that you meet that sometimes you wouldn't be able to get in front of. Totally. Like one of the, the, the first early projects that I, that like still to this day talk about that was kind of cool is I got to work with a Grammy artist um, in the Latin music scene. So it was like Ooh, a, cool. a guy who used to be with a band and he's now a solo artist, but he, he won four Grammys at the Latin Grammys Jeez. for his salsa music. Yeah. And eventually I just kind of met him. Not through filmmaking. It was actually through yeah. Why do you having like interest yeah. in salsa dancing. Yeah, tell us everything about that. That's, that's a whole that. different story. But what's that black mic? <laughs> I love Guys, it. Drop that. He is nickname. turning. He is turning red. That yeah, is his actual I mean, this nickname. Is, this, is my, this is my normal color. I'm, I'm usually redder <laughs> Wait, than most. What's his nickname? Than most people. Black Mike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Legitimately, in the Chicago salsa dance scene, if you oh. mention Black Mike. Oftentimes, more do often you, than not, people. Do you compete? Think of me. Can we I used watch to, you yeah. compete? <gasps> yeah, yeah. There's videos of me. Oh yeah. Oh, we need oh, to find. Yeah. I won't drop the links on YouTube, but I'll show you guys afterwards. Or I mean, yes. I won't drop the YouTube links here on the podcast, but I'll play afterwards. Okay, oh, we'll post it. No, we can't post it. <laughs> Good. You can't see, but I just wink. Good. No, so wait. But, well, okay, we'll come yeah, back to salsa. Yeah, sorry, yeah I mean, sorry, well, sorry. we digressed. I mean, like one of them was working with that Grammy artist, which was super cool. I got to do a music video for him. He absolutely loved it, and it was awesome. amazing. And then, oh like you mentioned traveling, like this last summer in 2017, I got to go to Norway and film for oh, uh, so Princess cool. Cruises. Gorgeous. And, um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I've never been to Norway, nor have I had the like excuse or opportunity to. Right. And they were like, hey. You get to go to Norway for like four days, and I drove around with me and a drone operator, like just flying around Norway, um, like exploring all kinds of like fjords and Ugh. just going to like hiking and mountains. I mean, like at one point like we hiked for three hours to go check out these crazy hundred foot waterfalls. It was it was awesome. It was because, super cool. Because we're best friends, I can ask you about this too. Tell me about uh, the selfie that you took when you were over there. Wasn't that like the most expensive selfie? Oh my god. What happened? Tell me everything. <laughs> I didn't hear this story. I completely forgot you? about this. You haven't heard this story? No. Oh my gosh. Do we have how much time do we have on this podcast? So much time. This is our story. podcast. We can go until we rules don't matter. We're at, we're at 36 minutes. We usually oh, do that. Okay, so. fine. So um, I'm gonna try to keep this short, but I'm also not a person that's known for brevity. So By you are in the right place. This is yeah, this I'm is in good your company. this is your show tonight, buddy. <laughs> so uh, if you podcast listeners listeners haven't seen, I just rolled up my sleeves, my shirt sleeves, <laughs> Guys, because I got to get into this. Serious. And this is actually. Do I'm, I need a new Coke Zero for this? Like, what is going on? You should on? probably stream this as well because I get very animated with this story. Oh my it. gosh! Anyway. Can I actually like open up Instagram? 
Yeah. All right. Okay. This is the story of the long, world's most expensive selfie. So yes. I, uh, this didn't happen in Norway. It was actually on my way back from Norway. I ended up having to take like uh, connecting flights. I spent a few days in London because I have a cousin out there. And I was like, what the heck? Why not? And then I had a six-hour layover in Iceland. And I thought to myself, hey, six hours in Iceland. I don't feel like sitting around in the airport. I'm going to be exhausted. Uh, I might as well just go see some stuff in Iceland. And uh you're recording this. I'm recording. You? Go ahead. Go <laughs> You're recording ahead, go the ahead. entire story or portions? I'm recording whatever you say right now. Fair enough. Cool. Anywho, so um, I had the six-hour layover in Iceland. And the, like for me to set this up and go to London, I had to take like a red-eye flight out of London into Iceland. And so I went drinking with my cousin in London for, uh, for a couple hours right before. Went straight out of the bars, jumped onto a bus, jumped onto like into the tube in London, and then went straight to the airport and jumped onto my airplane. And this was at like three in the morning or something like that. I get to Gatwick Airport in London. Took 30 minute nap, got onto my plane, took a two hour nap to get into Iceland. So I'm running in about two and a half hours of sleep. Oh my gosh. Exhausted. And I have six hours before my next flight. Wait, how much I, sleep were you on? About two and a half hours of sleep. It was, Good. I was Good amount. so, so tired. This is, that's probably part of the reason why you start to make poor decisions, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. And it wasn't like, it wasn't clearly like alcohol or drugs involved. It was just, I was Two and a half hours of sleep, and I was on a mission to go see mm-hmm. some stuff in Iceland. Yeah. So on my way to Iceland, I uh, was talking to the friend of mine that I was traveling through Norway with, and he's like, hey, you know what? You should go see these two waterfalls that are about like a few hours out from the airport. They're called like Skogafoss and Sjælalandsfoss, but they're like right along the way. It's one highway that you take from Iceland and then come back. And uh, I ended up finding out these waterfalls are about two and a half hours away. Like the one farther away is exactly two and a half hour drive outside of the airport. So for me to go see it, I have to go out two and a half hours and come back five hour round trip and make my flight, right? So it gives me about an hour before my flight leaves away. I was like, oh, hey, no. why not? Let's do this. Oh no. Right? So I get you out of the airplane. Does it go well? So I get out of the airplane, <laughs> running on two and a half hours of sleep, and I sit down and I'm just like, okay, I collect myself. I am exhausted. I just woke up maybe 10 minutes ago and they kicked me off this plane. So I walk over to the first rental car company I see, and I was like, hey, do you guys rent by the hour? Or, you know, can I, do I need to do day rates? And they're like, no, we rent by the hour. I'm like, I just need it for six hours. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to jump on my uh, flight. And they're like, well, we are super expensive because we're like the multi-day rental place. But if you just go outside the airport, there'll be another rental place. Just walk into one of those, they'll get you. Right? I'm like, okay, fine. Walk over there, jump into the first one. They're like, no, we definitely don't do by the hour. Go to the next row place. Go to the next one. So, like, I'm bouncing from place to place, like, trying to rent a car. And eventually, I get to one. And so, I'm, like, time's starting to tick away. And this five-hour round trip is starting to get pretty tight. I get to one place, and I'm, like, exhausted. And the lady's on the on the phone, but she's, like, arguing with somebody. And then they put her on hold for just one second. She's arguing in, like, Icelandic with somebody. Oh, my like, gosh. They put her on hold for one second. She's like, hey, can I help you? And I was like, hey, can you guys just do a car for, like, a few hours? I'm going to come back. I just want to see some waterfalls. She's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got the right thing. We'll give you a good rate on it. I was like, okay, cool. And she gives me the hold on one second finger and starts going off on this person on the oh phone gosh. again. So I was like, all right, uh, I mean, I guess I'm in it right now. And, like, time's <laughs> ticking away. And, it, like, she just keeps going and arguing. And I was like. All right. So by the time all the paperwork's finally finalized for me to get my car, they finally finally pull it around. I get my car. They give me the keys. I look at the clock, and I have, like, exactly, like, four hours and 45 minutes before my, my flight gosh. leaves. <laughs> you know? And you're so like, what yep, do you do? Or it was actually, it was, like, right around, like, 5.15, but I was like, 
minimum half an hour through security. Yeah. So I have like 4.45 to do this like two and a half hour trip, not counting how long it's going to take to get these waterfalls and back. Right. Do you have to go through like, it was an international security since you were going uh, from Norway Yeah, but London, like Iceland, like, like all of that stuff chill. is, yeah, yeah, super They're chill. chill. Super Iceland. chill. Oh my gosh. So. Oh my gosh. I'm like, all right, well, I'm this far in. I'm, I'm running on two and a half hours of sleep. I can swear, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm like, I'm two and a half hours in. I got my car. I went through all this trouble. Fuck it. I'm doing this. I don't know how it's going to work out. <laughs> At the very least, I'm going to drive two hours out in Iceland and then just come back to the airport and see how things turn out. I'm like stressed for you. No, seriously. Oh my God. It's like ticking time clock already. Yeah, right, you know, right. it's like 24 with the, with the clock do, ticking. Do, yes. Do, yep. So I get in this car and I'm flying through Iceland going like super, I'm doing like 150 kilometers <gasps> an hour, which in... Miles an hour, I don't think 150 breaks 100, you know? But it's all mostly expressways, like mostly open expressways. So I'm doing like 90 through Iceland. And I keep seeing cops along the way too. And like, I have no idea how, but every time I just kept slowing down, every time I went by a cop because I couldn't go around somebody. So I like never got pulled over. It was crazy. So I would just slow down. The Lord see, had like, his hand on you. Seriously. <laughs> so I'm flying. And I like... I'm just like taking pictures out of the car in Iceland, like as I'm driving. Going that I, fast? Not that fast. I mean, I slow down like 120 maybe, but 120 kilometers an hour. Mind I you. don't like that number still. It's not that much. But um, so anywho, so I get all the way out to this uh, to this waterfall and I finally made it. Like sprint out to the waterfall, take two quick pictures, ask somebody else to take a picture of me. And then, like, I run back to my car and then run, like, drive over to the other waterfall, which was literally along the way. It was, like, all on the same road. And I run over to the other waterfall, take a quick selfie, take some other pictures, run out, run back to my car. I was, like, and uh, where I was, I was about two hours away from the airport because I was already on my way back to hitting that second waterfall. And I was exactly at, like, uh, like two hours and 30 minutes to, for me to get to the airport. So I was like, hey, I made up some time. Like, speeding actually yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get to the airport with about half an hour to spare. If I can make up maybe five, ten minutes, like, it'll get me a little bit more through security. But I should be fine. I didn't have any check bags or anything. I was like, all right, cool, sweet. So I'm just kind of cruising along the road. But I guess I had gotten used to driving so quickly that um, <clears throat> I just had, like, a lead foot by that point, And I'm driving. Don't see any cops at all my entire trip. I come up over this hill, and I see these two guys on bikes <gasps> like just bicycles or on motorbikes? motorcycles okay. motorbikes <laughs> standing, i'm so into it standing in the middle of the road <gasps> these guys were like straight up standing in the middle of this expressway and it, it was like it was an expressway it was like everybody's doing 100 yeah. kilometers an yeah. hour because it was like minimum 90 i think or ma- like 90 <laughs> yeah. uh, miles an hour but anyway and they're just kind of like waving people off to the side and i didn't know what it was but i kind of pulled over and i end up seeing one of the guys holding like a radar gun and mm. i find out when i pull up that there are two like bica cops and they ended up um telling me that i was going 130 mile 130 kilometers an hour which translates roughly to about like 85 miles an hour which that's not horrible yeah exactly i'm like that's not bad i guess and they're like you have two options you could pay the fine right now or you like can dispute and go to court i was like look officer like i have to i have to go to the airport like i'm running late for my plane right now like can i just pay it he's like he's like it'll be uh, i forgot the number that he gave me he's like it'll be seventy-five thousand icelandic kroners you know and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what, right. what Icelandic kroners translate to U.S. dollars. I'm running on two and a half hours of sleep. I haven't bought anything in Iceland. I don't know. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. So I give him my credit card. And he's like, if you pay now, I can, we can like 
discount the rate or something. We'll only charge you 60,000 Icelandic kroners. I was like, okay, fine. So I gave him my card. He's out there running it. And I download this app real quick just to check my currency. And I'm like, 60,000 Icelandic, $750? Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, for, stop, 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 stop. We gotta break this down. One, did that, was that a bribe? Is that officially considered a bribe? I have no idea. I mean, like, he shouldn't you have he, to pay that like official like he showed me the paperwork i guess but like i've talked to people about this more the thing is iceland is supposed to be really expensive like the trip yeah. the yeah. uh the rate the exchange rate for u.s dollars is not good and like overall iceland is just super super expensive so like 70,000 icelandic kroners like the fact that they have 70,000 i, I think just because yeah. yeah. inflation doesn't really matter but somehow it basically translates to like 750 bucks it was oh insane okay wait <laughs> Cops take credit cards on the I, side of a road. I guess. Do they yeah. have like a little like square reader? I, yeah, I, I have no idea what he had, but I mean, like they like it's Iceland. Oh, they yeah. looked very, very official. They were no, pulling I'm other sh- people over. I'm sure they were. I just like yeah. I'm amazed. Like U.S. cops, could, could you imagine if you could just pay a speeding ticket and got a discount? I'm, on the spot. On the yeah. spot. Just like, okay, I mean, no, it would actually be card. kind of amazing. Yeah, it would be awesome. Just I, throw like 20 bucks at him, like run away. Just yeah, leave. I mean, my guess too is that like they'll probably make a ton of money off of tourism. So yeah. if they, they have probably have something like this in place so that a tourist doesn't go there, they, rack up a fine, and then just never show up right, again. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Realistically, like I'd like to go back to Iceland, but realistically, I could have just left, never paid the fine, and then just. I don't know, I've been a fugitive in Iceland. <laughs> you know? And they just have like wanted posters of me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, so the real question, did you make your flight? Yeah. So, <gasps> point, I guess, moral of the story is eventually they ended up like I negotiated out like my fine a little lower. I ended up paying $500 fine for the speeding, for the speeding, which again, to me, 85 on like an expressway isn't that fast. No. And I wasn't going that much over their speed limit. Anywho, so yeah, I like. After they pulled me over, of course, what do I have to do? I have to speed because yeah. now they like ate in yeah. time on me. So I'm still speeding, hoping I don't get another hundred like third or uh, 130 kilometer per hour speeding ticket. Jeez. Uh, ended up making my flight, got the car back, everything was fine. But I like when I first tell the story to everybody, I show everybody the picture of the selfie that I took in front of this waterfall, <laughs> and I go, "You know how much this selfie cost me? <laughs> Five hundred dollar ticket." $130 car rental fee, and there's like something else I think I ever I, I forget. Wait, like I want to see the selfie. I've gas. been seeing the selfie. Yeah, I will definitely post it. We we'll have to. We have to. That should. That'll be the. That'll be the episode. But that, totally, it's such a great picture. photo. So I landed in Iceland, drove two and a half hours to go see a waterfall, take a selfie in front of a waterfall, and then. That selfie cost me about 750 bucks. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. But the story, priceless. The, but it's a good story. It is a it, good though. story. Nice. Yeah, that was the... Well, thank God, thank God you had your health still. Like, you didn't <laughs> get into a wreck or something. It's so good, though. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's that was like the fast, fast retelling of the story. So sorry if I was hard to follow for any audience members no, out I mean, there. No. It's perfect. I think it was good. It was so great. half that story is on our Instagram now. And then yes. you have to, they'll have to listen. For the and then, so here are, here are the pictures out of the car. <gasps> oh, uh, wow. Like, as I'm driving. Oh, my God. They're through even the windshield. so gorgeous, though. They my are still, so, that's like the most pretty, like, out of a car picture I've ever seen. I mean, Iceland totally. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But, um, Me too. So here we go. Boom. World's most expensive <laughs> selfie in front nice. of a waterfall. I mean, it's a, I mean that's a good, it's yeah, a pretty epic waterfall. Totally. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. 
I'm just such a time freak. Like, I would have never been able to do that. Like, I, I couldn't. I mean, honestly, though, what's the worst thing that happens? You miss your flight. Yeah. How, would it have cost you less money to just get a different Probably flight? Probably not, no. It was like a grand to come yeah. back from there. Yeah. So, so I imagine how expensive it, it could have been. What if yeah. you had got spent all that money to rent the car, then gone, got a speeding ticket, and then missed your flight by like four minutes? Yeah, that would have sucked. That would have been. I was so far good. <laughs> it, was, it was until I got the speeding ticket and I was running late again. Yeah. That suddenly I was like, oh. I mean, you know, to me until then it was... All of it was worth it, and yeah. like I don't know, you got to make bad decisions at some point in your life, you know. Yeah, I agree. Was so I made up. Yolo, isn't that the expression? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or is that what the kids are saying these days? <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> All right. So obviously you travel. We mentioned that you salsa dance. You have to tell us more about that. Yeah. About salsa Sorry. dancing. How, yes, how dare you please. think you're coming on our podcast and not talking about oh salsa dancing? Please, 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 please. Hilarious. <laughs> tell us everything. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess. Um, I, I'll preface this by saying, like, Alex, you obviously you dropped, like, the nickname that I'm Black Mike, <laughs> right? But I should preface this for our podcast listeners that probably haven't seen my selfie yet or haven't seen my Instagrams or anything right. yet. But I am pretty much the whitest guy in the room. I'm, like, super pale. Yep. Red beard and all. Yeah. Um, goofy white guy, which, like, <laughs> nobody would ever suspect to be a dancer, let alone a Latin dancer. So it was a, quite a fun experience. And... To give the explanation of why I'm Black Mike, when so I finally got into the scene, they were like, "We should give you a nickname, something that's incredibly ironic, like when you call your like big friend Tiny, yeah. or like your you know like your fatter friend like Smalls or something yep. like that, like yep. something like that." And they're like, "We're gonna call you Black Mike." Like one guy <laughs> said that jokingly because I was so pasty, and it just stuck. And then it was it embroidered stuck. on your jacket. So <laughs> yeah, from there, so you know, that's how nicknames start. Embroidered on my jacket. That's how they start. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like if I'm going to give the overview of the salsa community is um, this is the same thing with me pretty much with everything in life. But I, I realize I get into these really obscure things and sometimes like hobbies, I get really into them. And like the be- ping pong club? Yeah, would ping you, pong, that's that one of them too. You're putting him on blast today. I just feel like he's a man can, of many talents. Can we at least talk about some of the cool stuff that I do? <laughs> we just spent we'll a whole there. time we'll talking about film. What is cooler than being a filmmaker? That is pretty cool. Nothing actually. is cooler than that. So I'm also a snowboarder. Yeah, and a race the ping pong thing. Okay, but like, I feel like everyone up here <laughs> does some kind of snow sport. Like, that's not... True. True that. You know what I mean? They, you I'm live sure. by mountains, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Tell us about that. So, so the reason why I get into half of these obscure hobbies is it's like a series of saying, yeah, sure, why not? Which is a great way to live. It is a really right. good way to live. Exactly. Yeah. So like I, I don't do it consciously, but it, like people will ask me, hey, do you want to participate or like try this out? And I'm like, yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. What the hell? Absolutely. So yeah, it's literally kind of how I got into salsa. I had a... I got into it because I was like, I always kind of had an interest in like taking some dance lessons and learning a little bit more instead of just being like, you know, random goofy white guy that doesn't know how to dance or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always, I, I liked it. I played musical instruments, so I kind of had like a sense of rhythm. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I was like dating a girl at the time who was really into salsa dancing. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd go out to a nightclub with her and she would dance all night. And then she, like I would try to go out and she'd get super frustrated because I, <laughs> salsa dancing isn't easy. It's not yeah. like nightclub right, dancing. Right, you do right. a two-step and you're like, mm, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what's it like? You, yeah. you got you to IG that too, that little Yeah, I'll have IG? Okay. I did the white guy. Michael, who do you think I did the white guy pointer finger dance. Nice. He did. And some of the shoulder raises. Shoulder mm. raises. Mm. That's, that's a classic. When you're a dad, me. that'll be a real hit. <laughs> My dad jokes will be on point at that oh, point, point too. But anywho, so I like was like, sure, I'd like to take some lessons. And I mean, she, yeah, I, 
uh, I guess getting back to that story, she's, she would get super frustrated and I'm like, hey, I'd love to salsa dance with you. Let me just at least have somebody show me what I'm supposed to do right. instead of me just mucking around. So I was like, yeah, I'll just take a lesson. And then, you know, somebody at one of the lessons befriended me. They're like, hey, do you want to go to a nightclub with us and dance? I was like, oh, okay, fine. So it kind of turned into that thing. And then it turned into like, hey, you should take a couple more lessons in this thing or this style. And then at one point, somebody was like, hey, we have like a performance training team. You don't have to perform on it, but like if you want to get good at salsa, you could train with these guys. And like, why don't you just try out for it? And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Until like they kept pestering me. And I was like, all right, fine. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it was like a series of yeses. Nice. And then, and then like I tried out and then eventually made a team with which I performed. And then like when I was performing, suddenly I was like, oh, I should get a little bit better at this instead of making a fool of myself on stage. So then I said, yeah, sure, why not, to like private lessons. And then eventually I got in, invited to like dance for the dance company. And then uh, and then somebody decided like, hey, we want to compete and we need like pretty f- good guys or like good dancers to mm-hmm. come compete with us. And again, I was like, I'm not good enough. But they asked me like, hey, can you at least try this routine to see if like you're one of the guys? And I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then they picked me. <laughs> Do you want to compete? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you can't. Awesome. You can't. Yeah, why not? Your whole thing, and then yeah, get yeah. to the pinnacle, and then stop and then be and like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. No, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. So it was just a series of yeah, why nots, and eventually I ended up competing at the World Latin Dance Cup with a uh, with a bachata team, and we like took third in bachata wow, teams. Wow, oh my in the gosh. world. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. It was a World Latin Dance Cup in Miami, and uh, I think it was like 2012 or something. All I think of when I hear this in Miami, I think Pitbull. Did you meet Pitbull while we were there? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's funny because my thought goes to, we're going to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah. Nice. I love that you haven't listened to any music about Miami since the 90s, Christine. <laughs> that's amazing. Listen, I didn't that's say I haven't really listened to any music awesome. since the 90s. I'm just saying that's my most that's strongest yeah. word association. You, you know what's too. amazing right now is 104.3 used to be the oldies when I was young, and now it's like the 90s, the music that I grew up with so it's still the oldies yeah but, but now you're just, the oldies but I'm the oldies now. no do you but someone said something to me the other day that was like do you realize that like the 80s were 30 years ago or something or like what was like now almost 40 yeah really? almost 40 and it's like because when I think of 30 years ago I think of like the 60s you know like for me I don't like the 90s isn't old yet like that's because you still listen to Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, so come on. <laughs> Duh. Dude, if like, Will Smith dropped a new album today, I would, I would, I would own it. You're like, do I you, love Will Smith. Do you rock that jam for your friends in your car? Like all the time. <laughs> we're going to Miami. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's how it goes. And we're just really going to Mariano's. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> Be honest. How, how, many, how many disc changer CD do you have in your car? Uh, is it a six actually, disc changer? Yeah, no. I, is, my my car was too old to have a disc changer. Tape? My, you have my cassette original, tape? No, it had just one disc it was wow. like the you know like steer is i think my first car was like a 2001 wow yeah that's all right i had yeah. one of those cars where the disc changer was in the trunk like literally if oh, i needed yeah. to put six discs in is, I that, like, is that the one where like if you had a crappy car but you wanted the really nice sound system and they could only fit it in the trunk was I it one of those like that, yeah. my da's friend had one of those that's awesome my first car was a 92 Grand Prix, and it was bright turquoise. It was rough. Amazing. It did not have a CD player of any kind. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Um, so obviously you're amazing at that, and you excelled at that too. So what's it was it just like? something I did for a couple of years. It's like just so being so perfect. Successful yeah. and everything. Then you also rock climb. 
Yeah. And you're uh, pretty good at that too, huh? Yeah. I mean, just starting out, I guess. It's mm-hmm. like, again, one of those things where I just have a tendency to say, like, sure, why not? And like, somebody invited me to rock climb, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, I kind of liked it the first day, so they invited me again. So I'm like, all right, how much are shoes? You know, and yeah. they're like, oh, you can buy a pair of shoes for 80 bucks. I'm like, all right, yeah, fine, why not? I'll just, like, have a pair of shoes so I don't have to put my feet in, like, stinky <laughs> rental shoes. Right, yeah. right. And then, uh, and then turned into, like, hey, do you want to learn how to, like – Belay, do you want to learn how to lead climb? Do you want to go outside one day? And which then, one's, like, which one's the one where you like hook yourself up as you're climbing? Like, you like climb a little bit and then you like, yeah, that's called lead climbing. Okay, compared to like, um, is it like most climbing or like what? Like, oh, explain to me rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> explain rock climbing to me. No, I'm pretend I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. Pretend so the last time I had rock climbing was when I was a 13 year old. So imagine there's a rock and okay. then you need to big climb rock. up it. Okay, got a it. Big old rock. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, but like, I guess in a nutshell, like, it's a, uh, I don't, it's a super weird sport because they just like, the, the achievement isn't like, isn't like getting up Everest because Everest is like climbing up Everest isn't rock climbing, like climbing Everest is literally like walking very very slow, yeah, in extremely cold conditions mm-hmm. and like very little oxygen, but they're not actually climbing anything; they're just so literally like, like walking. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like a hike. Exactly, Mount Elevated Everest is just hike. walking slowly. In extreme conditions, whereas um, <clears throat> like rock climbing, all they do is they just find like a rock face, a wall that's like imagine just straight up vertical or like in a cave or like kind of overhangs and backwards. I know you're literally describing my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, funny enough, I was actually like terrified my first couple times getting up too high, like the fear of heights thing. But it's one of those things with like repeated exposure, progressive exposure, you eventually kind of subdue that that fear. Uh, but it's still there, like for sure. Okay, question. So, like, when you don't have anything hooked up to you, do the, do you do the kind where you're just like climbing? You don't have anything hooked up. You're just like. S- yes, I mean, so. Is that called like the, free climb or what is? That? Kind of, yeah. So, like, the very, very most basic form of that is actually called bouldering. So, people instead of climbing like an eighty foot wall, they'll find like a like literally like a big rock. So I think it's maybe like five, ten feet tall, maybe like twenty feet tall, and then they climb with that with like gym mats underneath them. So they just climb it and then just jump down into the gym mats, but they're like four or five inches thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is called bouldering, Oops. which is like the thing that's blowing up nowadays. Um, that sounds so, terrifying. Yeah, it's not that bad actually. Like you guys will come out to a bouldering gym with me one day, and you'll find it's like. Pretty fun. It's a little less yeah. scary than rope climbing at times. Absolutely not. What, do you, like, does the fear of falling make you work harder? Because I feel like yes. if I was up there, right, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't go on, and then someone unhooked my rope, my whole, like, thing, I'd be like, all right, well, now I'm the Hulk, and I'm getting up this wall so that I don't fall to my death. <laughs> like, is that how your mind works? Like, um, So, <clears throat> not necessarily. Like... Like, your lizard brain doesn't turn on, like, I must survive. I cannot fall. Hold on to here until your arms hurt. No, it's not necessarily a, like, um, one of those things where, you know, like, a car falls on a loved one, and then you have, like, Hulk strength, Strength, and you just, like, like, it's not one of those things. (laughs) It's more like when you're climbing up, there is, like, a moment of, like, oh, shit, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And it's, like, that right there. Um, And that's what you have to, like, quad quiet down because the thing is like for as dangerous as the sport is we actually like spend a lot of time making sure like taking like a ton of safety precautions and for anybody that would see me like climbing or seeing the stuff that i do on like snowboarding and whatnot 
it would be funny for them to hear that I say that I'm risk averse, but I actually consider myself very risk averse. I just like, I'm like terrified with like safety and all these other things, but I'm willing to take small steps as long as I know that like along the way that I've done everything that I can to ensure my safety. Um, I don't know. You can't see Alex and I's faces, but we are not buying it. <laughs> we are terrified for you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those sports where like I didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I did after I did it a few times. And then I tried it and it's like the best way I could describe the sport of rock climbing, like most people see it from the face value, pun not intended, <laughs> but uh, from oh the God. face value of climbing something and just being, like, insane. And, like, the some people think that, like, oh, the whole point of the sport is to get up really high on a rope and, like, you're just, like, some adrenaline, adrenaline junkie. But it's not, actually. The sport, once you get into it, you realize it's more like figuring out a puzzle piece. It's kind of like doing yoga on a wall. It's it's really crazy. 50 it's actually, feet in the air. Not, not always. Like, 5, 10 feet in the air, even, you know. But, like... Um, it, yeah, it's like very much like doing yoga and like puzzle pieces. Like you'll see something and you'll see that there's places I can hold on to. I just have no idea how I'm going to get through this because like the way that I have to orient my body or something is not natural to the way that I that I move. So um, <clears throat> it's very impressive. Yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where like it's a very very mental thing, and like once you get into it, you realize there's like there's a lot of thinking, there's like strategy that goes into it, and it's not just like. I'm going to muscle myself up and get, like, super, super way up there, bro. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, well, you guys should come you. try it with me. I mean, well, I'll yeah. watch you. I'll cheer you. Actually, I won't be able to watch you, you but I'll cheer come. you on. They'll, they'll try it. In I'm the, you. how long have we been working together? Like, three or four years? At least, yeah, three, like, yeah. three or four years. So, all this time, I've wanted Michael to take me rock climbing. <laughs> and we have still not gotten rock climbing. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe we'll get four there. more years. Yeah. Yeah, we were gonna go the other week, but I got an injection in my shoulder that put me out. For a Michael's bit. also always hurting himself. Um, okay, so I, w- I have two more things. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So I want to talk about your favorite um, memory or time that we've had on a shoot together, mm-hmm. and then I want to do like a lightning round of questions afterwards. Okay, cool. lightning round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dum dum dum. The lights just dimmed. You can't tell. I'm just kidding. They but, okay, so that was a, a good bonding moment of ours, kind of. But what's, yeah. like, an actual good, like, where we were, like, did we just become best friends on a film set? Did yeah. Did we become best friends? Yeah, I mean, I like, the first one that came to mind was when we were, we, like, put together, like, a nice little 30-second commercial on a shoestring budget with a professional baseball player, which yep. was, like, most people didn't get paid, and we asked a bunch of people to, like, do stuff for free, and somehow oh, we yeah. still put it together, and it looked pretty cool. And yeah. I even brought one of my friends on who decided to, like, work for free because he just loves baseball that much and wanted to work with this person. So I was like, hey, you out. are on catcher duty. You're going to go and hang out with this catcher and talk to him about baseball because I don't know anything about baseball right, <laughs> like, right. i don't know the first thing uh so i needed somebody there to make it sound like we all know <laughs> exactly it was awesome though that psa turned out so cool yeah I but i think that. i would say actually you brought this up earlier alex when we were like reminiscing stuff but it was definitely when we were out filming like with the we were doing some stuff and we we're gra- gra- grabbing b-roll with the national guard in uh southern illinois where what yeah, uh, Carbondale? Carbondale, Mar- but it was like or something Marion. Marion, yeah, yeah, there you Marian. go, the National Guard there. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like this uh, <laughs> this drill, like it's like live action drill, where they go and take ping pong guns and like run through this like little hilly and forested area. Yeah. 
Oh my and God. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, like small little hills and little sea, like streams or rivers and it was pouring rain. <gasps> And Alex and I are like just following along with this monitor that I had, like the director's monitor that was watching what my cameraman was filming. And he's in the line of fire, oh my gosh, like yeah. paintballs flying by him. Oh like gosh, army crawling. Guy. Yeah, army did crawling. Get, did he get hit? No. A couple, probably a well, couple times, but. Yeah, not the camera. The yeah, part not, the camera. Matter, yeah. No. not the but, camera. But him, yeah. But we're watching this, and me and Alex are like way off to the side, and she <laughs> like we're like hiding behind bushes so these paintball like stray paintballs don't hit us. And then at one point, like one hits a bush, and she kind of like like freaks out for a oh, second yeah. and yeah, like to Michael, cover behind me. Michael was a guard for a while. Yeah, like, 100%. he was shelter for me, which was great. Yeah, but it was Very amazing. I mean, shelter. We were like crawling through mud, like not crawling, but like like hiking through mud up and down these hills, like crossing these streams, watching this live action drill oh with goodness. these with these soldiers doing. And all kinds of crazy stuff and uh yeah i mean that was really fun it, it was, was so fun you got to shoot a paintball gun that day too right yeah it was the first time i ever shot any sort of gun and it started with the paintball gun it was so fun yeah <laughs> i made her shoot so one because at the end she's like i've never shot a paintball gun i was like do you want to shoot it she's like i don't know i was like no no you're shooting one yeah. do, it. do it oh man that was fun yeah, yeah was really that was fun. that was that is probably like you were laughing out loud like Oh scared God. at times yeah but like laughing out loud in the pouring rain it had in been this forest it was pretty red i think that was like the last day of our filming too because we had been out there for a couple days and i think that was the last the last of it and it was just so funny and right, right we were like kind of slap happy too we had been you know down in southern illinois for so long and it was just it was just so fun yeah it was a good time yeah yeah real real fun experience like something yeah. i don't expect that turned into much more than it was like i just thought we were visiting this national guard like meeting with some people and doing a drill or two but yeah. like the paintball thing it's straight kicked up, it up a notch it looked like saving private ryan yeah like i want to use all of that footage in something something yeah so i mean so the footage cool. is amazing we only yeah. ended up using like a couple clips out of it but it was, it was pretty rad oh such a good time you've seen yeah. the footage from that right i you've have seen? Very cool. Yeah. That's so the same shoot where we were trying to get a beer at the end of it. And we were in a dry county that would not yep. sell us beer past 8 o'clock. Yeah. Just like, like driving to Missouri. <laughs> I don't know where we went. I, I honestly don't, don't even know where we went. We were able to find something. Yeah, we but... did go to a restaurant and just drank for the rest of the night. Yeah. Sounds about <laughs> it was right. fun. Really fun. Sounds like a theme. <laughs> yeah. So is it okay. uh, lightning round now? Lightning round. Do so I need a buzzer? You join in at any time too. No, I'm I'm living for it. I'm just here for the ride, baby. If Wait, you have any sort of question, I only have three lightning round questions oh. that I can think of. Yeah, you guys got to come up with more than that. What's the stipulations for lightning round? I have to answer in two words or less, two syllables or no, less. You just have to answer Not quick. Not even, just quick. You just can't First think. thing that comes to your head. Yeah. Oh, I'm a thinker. First thing that pops into your mind. But actually, can you pause it for a second? Yeah. I had three that I thought of while we were talking, and now I can't even. Okay, so as a filmmaker yourself, what are your favorite movies? Ah! A couple of them. I mean, that makes sense that you would ask that. That was one of mine. I I mean, I have a bunch. I guess, what do you want, top five, top three? Top three, and give like three for different reasons. Like, I like this one because of the film directing. I like this one because of the story. I like this one because of, like... Mm-hmm. Three different mm-hmm. ones for three different reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, the list constantly changes. I have like a couple that are probably top five, no particular order, but I'll, I'll, I'll give like narrow Okay, down no, to do three. top five, do top five, no particular order. That particular order. You know there's always a particular order. There's one that'll always be my number one, and I'll Which save is. that for last. Okay. And okay. maybe not always be my number one, it has been my number one for a really long time, but okay. I would say uh, up there is probably 2001 Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. Nice. Uh, I saw that a long, long time ago. I 
Kubrick's a legend, the way that he storytells mm-hmm. the pacing of the movie and how like it's like slow at times and then it speeds up is like amazing. It's very artful. Like it's a movie about a ton of symbolism, but it's also very fascinating and in terms of like a sci-fi horror movie. It's like watchable to the masses and also to like art geeks. Is that uh Hail? Yeah, Hail Nine Thousand. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's two thousand one Space Odyssey. I even funny story about that one actually, I even read the book Two Thousand One Space Odyssey and the follow ups. Didn't know there was a book. <clears throat> wow. In Polish. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a fast fact. Michael speaks fluent Polish. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, so I was yeah. in Poland at the time. I had actually, I think I read the book before I saw the movie, but nice. uh, Arthur C. Clarke is the author of 2001 Space Odyssey. He's like a famous sci-fi writer and just famous writer in general. But um, I believe Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick worked on the movie together. And then uh, Arthur C. Clarke, I think, came out with the books around the same time or like soon after. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, um, <clears throat> I think one of them after that is probably going to be either Requiem for a Dream or Pi. Because I, I watched them both back to back on the same night, um, I love those because Darren Aronofsky is probably one of my favorite directors. Like one of the guys that inspired me to seek out more art house films. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first times that I realized that like you can make really really good movies that don't necessarily have to have happy endings. Yeah. If you've seen either one of those movies, they're incredibly yep. disturbing, yep. incredibly depressing. Ooh, that's rough. Yep. Um, yeah. So both of those I thought were really great, real inspiring. Something crazy. Uh, what else is there? There's like mainstream movies too that I really love. Um, Weren't you just telling me about The Room? <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that based on the one that, um, what's his name? Frank yeah, goes James in? Frank goes yeah, 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 Disaster Artist. Yeah, The Room yeah. is like the first one. It's like the, it's called The Citizen Kane of B movies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, actually, yeah, along those lines, I would say, I mean, there's, there's stuff like, um, <clears throat> Uh, American Beauty, I, that was like one of the first art indie movies that I had yeah. seen way back in like I think high school or grade school or something like that that inspired me to follow more art like it's one of my uh, indie movies. movies. Yeah, I like loved, it actually like opened up the realm of indie movies to me when all my friends were watching Fast and the Furious movies. I saw this and I was like, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want more of this. Yeah. yeah. And like that's kind of when I knew I had like loved movies and passion for filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and then I've read the screenplay and the screenplay is fantastic. Uh, I like reading screenplays too. For, you know, personal development, but just interest as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, I mean, off the top of my head, I know there's movies that I'm forgetting to mention right now, but I'll just, that's what, that's four Mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Um, Such a top all time. So, all right, we'll just get to my top number one movie of all time. As of, as of right now, (laughs) as of 2018, my number one favorite movie of all time is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I absolutely adore that movie. Like, um, for one, I mean, the directing in it is absolutely fantastic, and the storytelling. Michel Gondry is a genius, and like, I had kind of followed his work before I knew who he was when I was like in college, just like looking at music video directors. Cause I loved watching music videos, and mm-hmm. I followed guys. I would follow his work, and I loved it. Didn't realize who he was until later, but uh, I didn't know anything about the movie. And I went and saw it at one of those $3 movie theaters mm-hmm. <clears throat> in college. And one of, like, my friends told me to go see this. And literally, it, it felt like the movie physically moved me. I was, like, in a seat. And when I left the movie theater, I was in a different seat. Like, yeah. I haven't felt emotion that strong in a long time. And every time I watched it, it felt like I felt a different emotion. Like, after immediately after 
a relationship, I felt differently than like if I was in a new relationship mm-hmm. um, or I like had not been dating for a long time. Maybe right. it was like broken up and stuff. And I just think, God, like the writing in it is amazing. The quotes are amazing. Like there, I feel like I actually learned life lessons from that movie. Um, and there's like a couple scenes that I refer to regularly with my friends and like sometimes I'll actually tell them do you remember in this movie what they what this did you know and I quote all the time it's just it's amazing it like changed my life <laughs> I cried my eyes out watching that movie yeah, yeah. I have on a couple I've never seen it yeah not, yeah not my first time but I have bawled like during the movie like immediately after a breakup it's in- incredibly hard to, to watch yeah 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 it is because like you know exactly what he's going through but I guess, like, one of my favorite scenes out of the movie, if I'm going to talk about it, because I just referenced it, was, like, uh, I guess, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. But it's been Jim, out since, like, what, had a right, long right. time, yeah. But watch it, because I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but, like, um, too much, I guess. But uh, there's a part where Jim Carrey is playing a dramatic role as opposed to a comedic role, and he's so good in it. But mm-hmm. him and Kate Winslet... Right, I think is the uh, yep. actress with him. They're obviously going through a breakup and they're trying to figure out and they're like reliving memory lane. They're literally at a house that is kind of falling apart in their memory of the house. It's like falling apart and they're like, hey, this house is going to be gone. All of our memories are going to be gone. Like all of this is going to be over and what do we do? And he goes, just enjoy it. And to me, I was like one of the most powerful lines ever. Like I think that to myself sometimes you know, at various points in life. And just like, what are you, like holding onto these memories or holding onto these things, just like forget about it. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy yeah. what's it's sweet. literally like, the best advice ever. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Especially for um, people like us that constantly worry and have anxiety, I feel like. It's yeah. like, for me, I'm always worried that like the house is falling apart. Or like, you know yeah. what I mean? Or like the yeah. roof is caving in. And I think that living in the moment is so... So important. so important for yeah. me i'm such a i'm such a planner and such an anxiety riddled mess that like i'm constantly like okay what's this week what are we doing this weekend what are we doing you know <clears> next <throat> week like yeah. how's next month gonna be what are we how's it we planning this out like what's our five-year plan blah blah blah. like I, i'm it's really hard and then i blink and then it's like oh my god it's 2018 like mm-hmm. it's it's like you really have to remember to be present because mm-hmm. then that's actually the best advice i ever got from my dad i mean my dad gives me plenty of good advice but um, on my wedding day, my dad said, um, the best thing you can do for yourself is every like hour or every two hours, just sit and look around and be present in the moment and just like remember things, you know, remember yeah. what someone said to you or remember, you know, take a moment and just breathe it in. He was like, because before you know it, it's going to be over. And if you don't, if you don't sit in it, Right. Um, you're not going to actually be able to remember. Because that's the craziest thing. Have you ever had a moment where you're trying to remember something, but you were so unpresent that you really can't recall? Yeah, most right, times. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, it's the worst feeling. <laughs> and then, But like, I recall incredibly vivid moments of my wedding. And it's because it's the moments I sat back and I looked around and I remembered how my food tasted. And like yeah. I sat back and I remembered the speech my brother gave. Or, you know, it's like you remember moments because you're conscious of the fact that you're trying right, to be right. present. Right. So I think that's really, I think that's great advice. And it's cool that that brought out that emotion in you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's amazing. And I think it's, what you're talking about is one of those things that's only going to get worse. Because like nowadays, you have a distraction right in front of you at all times. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, and people aren't used to sitting without a distraction. Right. And, and like just... 
But you're also constantly worried about capturing it because you have right. personal yeah. cell phones. Like I, um, last week, my iPhone self-destructed, so I lost everything. It, I had a glitch with the cloud. It's <clears throat> all, everything was gone. And at the moment... It was not a cloudy cloudy day it for you. Not, I, clouds are gone. Oh my gosh. You can see clearly now. The rain I, is gone. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I cried in the Apple store, I'll be honest, because I, yeah. I had... Spent a lot of time taking pictures actually the weekend sure. before of, uh, with my sister while she was back home from school. But um, then, you know, like Maddie was trying to calm me down. He's like, it's okay. Like, I can send you photos of Shadow. I can send you all these things, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's been, a, it's literally a week later. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that totally I don't fine. have those like yeah. 1,800 photos clouding up my. Because you got your big photo right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so wait, other lightning round questions. My right. Okay, it's a two parter. One, what's your favorite book? Two, what's your favorite book turned screenplay? Because I'm very picky about when they turn books into a screenplay. I guess you probably already said yours. Is 2001 Space Odyssey yours? Yeah, like, I guess, yeah. What movie do you think that they most successfully took from a book and made it into a movie? I mean, the thing is, it's tough because I'm not sure that I've read a lot of books that then went into movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done both. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've done as many as I can. I'm never, like, super, super impressed with it, though, because the thing is, like, you don't... Sometimes you just miss what was in the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes um, it's not meant to be put on that medium. Sometimes right. it's meant to stay in, in a book form. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think the only one that I, th- like, that I think that was really good, but I can't say f- with certainty, was Fight Club. Ooh, because yeah. I've read both the book mm-hmm. and the movie, but I only read the book after watching the movie. So I right. can't say for sure. Got so yeah. reading the book, like you have the movie picture in your head the entire time. Right. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of Ch- Chuck Palahniuk, though, that author. So I read a bunch of his other books, and like Choke, which didn't turn out to be a terribly fantastic movie and all these yeah. other things. That's a bummer. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how to answer that book turned into a screenplay. Probably 2001 Space Odyssey. Like, I actually, yeah, I read the book, I think, before I saw the movie, and I thought it was fantastic. Like, I thought the movie was, you know, better than the book. Okay. For sure. Favorite book, though? No, what's your favorite book? Favorite book. Man, that is a tough one. Um, you can only pick one. We gave you the movie one. You like Survivor. Movies. I just mentioned Chuck Palahniuk. I'd probably go right off the bat with Survivor. Okay. I've not read that one. Never read it, but... Super cool. Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club. Mm-hmm. I, I've, like, been to book signings with him and, like, met oh, him wow. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, like... Bought a bunch of his books. I've yeah. read almost everything in his like library, and I was a big Vonnegut fan too for a bit. Nice. And uh, <laughs> that that makes sense. To me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Polonix Survivor. I like really like that one. It was like uh, I don't know, just a book that was recommended to me from somebody, and it's it's on a really cool premise. Basically, I'll give you guys the the elevator pitch on on Survivor, but it starts off with a guy in an airplane that's going to crash. And the book starts off on page, I don't know, 354 or whatever it is, and it actually counts down. And oh, the chapters cool. count down, and he has to figure out the story and the book and stuff of the plane before it counts down, because it's gonna clearly going to crash or whatever oh my gosh. When, it, when you get to zero. So like as you're reading the pages, you see you're like 50 pages left, 20 pages left. And I just remember going through that so quickly because... Oh my yeah. God, I'm so scared for you. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a super crazy, crazy book. Interesting. But uh, I, I really liked it. Very cool. Um, oh, sorry. That actually, that take of like doing the chapters backwards reminded me of another movie that I should have included in my top five. I don't know why I didn't think of this, but it was Memento. Memento, of course. That makes sense. Too. Yeah. It's the first mm-hmm. movie I'd ever seen of Christopher Nolan's Ooh. like 
It's a doozy. My, my head exploded <laughs> yeah. after watching it. I was like, what the hell? But anyway. Yeah. Memento. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot you in that seen, movie. You're an intense dude. No, I haven't, but I just your mind must just does it go like a million miles a minute? Like you have no idea. <laughs> I can take I can take like one or two. I have one or two like deeper hobbies, but every now and then I need to read like a stupid romance novel or watch <laughs> or watch Bravo. Like I can't. Well, yeah, he listens to us to clear his head. So yeah. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. I so guess yeah. we can be he, your your popcorn. What I call them potato chip books. So like I love I love reading. It's one of my biggest passions. I can read a book. I can read three books a day. I have read three books in one day before. Amazing. I love reading. Um, I however. I can only really read, like, I speed read, so I read books so fast, but I don't always get all the info, Mm. so I can't, I don't speed read books that are, like, intense, like, books that I really like, like, one of my favorite books of all time is 1984, and, um... Amazing, yeah. And, but it's so intense, like, that took me, like, four days to read, like, that's slow reading for me, and so between those books, I have to read, like crappy stupid romance novels like to like literally like a palate cleanser like yeah. i it gets i get really into the way you get into movies is how i get into books oh, like i get awesome. really into it and i'm like okay i'm not in like a dystopian future and everything's fine and they're not coming for me and it's okay you know it's so i i totally i get it yeah that's but awesome. i don't know how you can be on all the time like that like I'm i would not, be no i i have to like unplug all the time too but Actually, you did just play pool. Yeah. We did just watch you play pool to unplug. But that even that's like a, a hard game. Like, it's not like, <laughs> that's not like, I don't know, something easy. You have to concentrate. Yeah, there's, I don't know, it's weird things like that you have to, that you personally have to do to kind of like disconnect or whatever. I, I feel like sometimes for me, it's like movement. Like I like salsa. grew up. Yeah, like anything like motion related, like salsa, rock climbing. Like I can kind of like, that's when like my animal instincts kick in. You know, like I don't actually think too much sometimes yeah. sometimes i just want to like or like running i like loved running for a little mm-hmm. while for a couple of years i just wanted to like turn my brain off and just like do but yeah Makes sense. last two questions where is your favorite place to salsa dance in the city and what's your favorite soccer team we haven't focused on that at all you and meddy bonded <laughs> so hard over soccer when we first introduced you guys or when you guys first met so yeah. okay I mean, so to answer the uh, soccer question right off the bat, because you mentioned many and everything, but uh, I'd say, I mean, for 100% for sure, it's going to be Chicago Fire, mm-hmm. because I'm from Chicago. I grew mm-hmm. up watching the fire. I loved, like, loved, I played soccer growing up. I loved the fire, and I wanted to, like, play for the fire when I was a kid. Nice. It was, like, one of those Aww. things. And uh, I love watching, like, European soccer, and I oftentimes will follow Liverpool or follow like Barcelona <clears throat> or any one of these other teams but don't you know that Barcelona's garbage oh, gosh, <laughs> I had that drilled into me since I started Clearly, dating that yes. wait is it no he's he's a Madrid fan he's a Real Madrid oh my gosh. yeah they're like the two big teams in the Spanish league yeah. but anyway so uh, yeah fire because they're local I love watching them I'm like that's the only team I actually like follow in the off season find out what trades and stuff like other besides the fire and a little bit of soccer I don't watch any sports like I can't tell you a damn thing about football or anything else yeah we sports. try to talk about football and it doesn't go yeah well. no no it doesn't go I was like is that the one with like you're too busy reading the, Vonnegut's man you don't yeah, have right. time <laughs> <laughs> not at all yeah no I mean like I enjoy it I like football I've been to football games and I like love them but I just don't care to watch it on TV much yeah I guess. right right uh, what was the other one? Uh, your favorite place to salsa dance, dance in, in the, the city. city. In Chicago, I would say if I had a choice any night of the week, if I could go there, they don't do it often, but it would be the studio that I used to dance at. They have 
uh, like a bi-monthly or like a couple times a month, they do this uh, like social mixer where they just open up <clears throat> like all the rooms, open up this wide space and just have the DJ and a bunch of dancers come in and dance. And sometimes oh, it's like BYOB or sometimes they serve Very some cool. drinks. Like it's fun going to a nightclub. And, like, there are some nightclubs in Chicago that are fantastic, but it's always, like, hit or miss. You know, like, you could have just, like, people that are bar hopping and they pop in and they're just kind of, like, mucking about, you know. And, like, um, I mean, it's fun because there's drinks and there's, like, live bands. But at Latin Rhythms, the studio that I used to dance at, they, like, all of the dancers, people that have taken lessons, people that perform, all go there. Like, so, you know, no matter who you ask to dance, it's going to be fun. And somebody who, like, loves salsa music. Yeah. As much as you, if not more. Nice. And it's, like, that's kind of, like, the the place where, like, great dancers go to. And, like, it's also kind of my home when I walk in. That's where I know everybody. So, nice. cool. dance for. Yeah. Cool. Love that. Rhythms. So, now uh, we've reached a point in our podcast where we talk about something that we're obsessed with this week. So um, we'll give you a little time to think about yours. Do you want to go? Do you know yours? No, you go first. Wait, is this just like random whatever thing that I'm obsessed about? Literally, yeah, yeah, it can be anything. Um, (laughs) You're like, what am I not obsessed with? Yeah. Mine this week actually came from one of the scout days that we're on. Um, I am obsessed with Schitt's Creek this week again. What Um, is that? Schitt's Creek is like a TV show in the same vein of like New Girl and The Office and Parks and Rec. It's just like really hilarious basic people in a TV show. I don't know how to better explain it than that. It's the the Shit family. Or no, they have to move to Shit's Creek. Um they're Eugene Levy and his son are um and his whole family really they're uh bankrupt and they own this town. They bought it as a joke and that's the only place that they can go because they're they don't have any money anymore. So it's uh Alexis the daughter and I cannot tell you how many times people have messaged me to say that I remind them of Alexis and it's so cute but at the same time she's such an airhead so I'm like oh god what am I doing wrong in life (laughs) wait is that the picture that I saw on the scout day where they showed it to me and you looked exactly oh yeah you look so much like her that's so funny Michael saw a clip and he was like yeah that's Alex yeah so um but no it's a really hilarious tv show and it just came back for season four so that's what I'm obsessed with this week Okay, I'm obsessed with a little thing called joggers. Like the pants? Yeah. Okay, don't laugh at me, but I have... Or as we Europeans say, joggers. (laughs) Joggers? Joggers? No, I had no idea they were a thing. And then my friend Olivia, when I was in Oklahoma, she, like, gave me, like, a couple of her old pairs of joggers because... She's, like, lost so much weight. Congrats. And so she's like, oh, like, do you want some of my, like, old workout clothes? I was like, free clothes? Yes, please. So she gave me a pair of old joggers, and they're amazing. Yeah. They're comfortable. Yeah. You can put a cute shoe and, like, a cute shirt with them and, like, a jacket and, like, kind of dress them up. They can also be, like, super, super cash, like, T-shirt, wear around the house. They have big, deep pockets. They're, like, leggings that are more comfortable with pockets. Yeah. Uh, my life has been changed. You guys don't understand. I only have two pairs. I wear them every... I wash them every other day. Like, I wear them all the time. Where have you been? Isn't this like... Seriously, yeah. Weren't I, joggers a thing in 2016, 2017? I don't know. If they were, I never experienced them. I only knew them. yoga pants or leggings. Like yeah. That's what I knew. Yeah. And now my world has changed. <laughs> you can wear them with sweaters yeah. and like yeah. a boot. I rock pair cute. joggers regularly too. I love them. 
The only reason I'm not wearing them today is because they're dirty because I wore them on Monday and Tuesday this oh, week. I, re- I retire them for the winter because mine are just way too cold for Chicago winters. What do you they're mean? Like thin. My joggers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good. They have them in all different thicknesses. I know, I hear, I know, I know. You oh, need to get, get winter ones. They're like, they're amazing. They're life-changing. Guys, if you don't... I did, though. I, I think I'm actually like a, I don't know... 60 year old woman in a, in a 27 year old's body, but I had to Google how to style joggers. <laughs> Cause I didn't know. Cause they're, ba- they're kind of baggy. So you Amazing. can't just wear, oh like, it's not like when you style leggings, right? It's supposed to be like baggy up top, tight on the bottom. You know, it's like, you've got to, you've got to kind of like, they've got to be, it's got to be a little baggy. Like you maybe can tuck it in or tie it off with like a jacket or it's got to be tied underneath or like, kind of like a fitted t-shirt. Like there's ways to style them. Did you know that? Too much. Yeah. You were sweating. (laughs) I'm glad that your world has been expanded. It has. And honestly, if you work with me, you've literally seen me in joggers every single I'm not exaggerating. I wear them almost every day. I, why do people wear anything else? They almost look like dress pants sometimes. Almost. I think that's the point, yeah. But they're not. But they're like comfy. Oh my god. They're like dress sweats. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I have, a, I have a pair that's like dress sweats. What are they for? Are they for working out in? No, they're like for going out. Like athleisure, most, right? Yeah, most people wear them like god in casual bless. settings or like office settings. God like, bless athleisure. Agreed. Best tre- movement of clothes yeah. ever. I saw them first, I think, two online where, like, but people were, like, pairing them with, like, dress shoes and, like, a button-up. Yeah. I bought mine at Uniqlo, and that's how they style them over there. Wow. (sighs) You got to get on your jogger game, girl. I I have joggers. Have I ever seen you wear them? I don't know. You've probably seen me wear mine for sure. Yeah. Have I commented on them? I I, Seriously, guys, I didn't know they existed until last weekend. I love this. I love this about you. They're, they're what I'm obsessed with for the rest of my life, I think, but this week especially. Is this what married life did to you? I mean, like, you know that, like, the joke <laughs> where you put the sweatpants on? It's like, I never took sweatpants off, baby. I slept <laughs> in them. I woke up. I put a jacket on. I went to work in them. I came home. Amazing. Awesome. What are you obsessed with this week, Michael? I, man, that's a tough one. Everything and anything? No, but uh, I guess the thing that's slightly new for me this week, which is still a rehash, but uh, I'd say Flight of the Concords. I've already watched all of it. Nice. I own the DVDs, but I finally got my girlfriend to watch Flight of the Concords. Shout out, Kasha. Shout hey out, girl. Kasha. Hi. <laughs> After a little bit of resistance, she finally agreed to watch the Flight of the Concords, and she, <laughs> I think she was mostly entertained how I would laugh out loud oh my gosh. <laughs> in the Pretty episode. Part-time model. <laughs> but they, she ended up, they ended up growing on her. She ended up really like them, so we're yeah. re-watching Flight of the Concords okay. now. Pause. What is that? Is that is? I thought that was a band. Is it not a band? Yes. Yeah, they had their own TV show though for a little while too. About what? Their lives. Their yeah. actual lives, or was it was it staged? No, it was staged. They would kind of put their songs to episodes, essentially. Like they would fit yeah. their episodes. Or their it's like comedy songs, right? Like they're yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like a it's it's literally like a TV show musical. Yeah. Like they they're just kind of going about their daily life, and then they have a song about. I don't know. Like, they're, like, super nerdy. and they're Having like, tea with his yeah. grandma, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, f- they're, like, failure musicians, so they would just make a song about something random, about, like... The Rhyme Nasteris. Yeah, the prettiest the girl in the room, or they, they got mugged one time, so they did, like, a hip-hop song. It's it's yeah. over-the-top ridiculous, but it's really, really funny. They're, like, super charming. Very funny. I feel like it's something I would like, but I feel like in classic, if you missed out on an originally time, you know, like, people no know... 
Well, some it's people, timeless. It's okay. Well, I'll I'll watch it and I'll report back. You clearly like musicals, right? You were singing and dancing earlier today. Okay, that was Disney. That's totally different. But yes, I do also like musicals. But Disney and musicals are different. Okay, so you can watch it in your joggers and reminisce on what. If you I know, can do it in my joggers, I'm in. If literally, if I can't wear my joggers, I'm not going. <laughs> that's my news. That's my new slogan. If I can't wear my joggers, I'm not going. Wonderful. I need them for every words day of the week. to live by. Hi. Print those on the butt of a jogger and I'm in. God. All right. So now this is also the part of our podcast where we normally ask Greg if it's trending. But since we're flying solo tonight, um, you have to be our Greg, okay? Do you Got think it. you can handle it? Yeah. Okay. Are we trending yet? No. You do it perfect. No, that was pretty so spot good. on. Yep. So not trending. Not. Wait, actually, hold on. Let me check my Twitter feed. Uh, 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 no, could it no, be? No, 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 still not training. Sorry. Wow, Sorry, way to guys. build us all the way up and then tear us down. But guys. But on IG though. On IG. Definitely not, not training. Training. Good. But we do still have joggers to look forward to. Amen. <laughs> hey, if you post that video of me and uh, telling my waterfall story, I got to see, I got to post a video of you dancing around with the pool cue <laughs> and singing. No, you won't because I didn't record that, but I did record you <laughs> telling that story. Kristen definitely tried to uh, recreate the... Be a man, uh, tried to? Succeeded in. She was trying to be Donny Osmond from the movie Milan. Succeeded in? being. I, I did the Be a Man choreography and it was great with a pool stick. And I think that everyone should, should have to learn it in order to graduate high school. It's pretty cool. So you almost broke broke a pool cue over Alex, but yeah, I mean she's asking for it, you know. So like us on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and Facebook. E for effort pod. Thanks Bye. for being our guest, Michael. No problem. We had so much fun with you. Yeah. The best. Time, ladies. Do you want to plug your social? Yeah, plug it again. Please plug, plug, plug uh, your social. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the best place to find me would be on Instagram, underscore Michael Nowicki, just my full name spelled out. Or on Twitter. Twitter, Michael Nowicki. Yeah, uh, so underscore uh, Michael and then last name Nowicki, N as in November, O-W-I-C-K-I. On both Twitter and Instagram, find me on Facebook if you so choose. But he may not accept your friend request, so. I'm usually pretty, you know, too cool like that. Yeah. Super picky. We're still not friends on Facebook. One day. Someday. Just kidding. I tag him on everything. Just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, follow Michael. See all his cool stuff. If you need a film person in Chicago, we know a guy. Hit me up. Yep. Woo woo. Cool. Bye. Thanks again. Bye. Ciao.